You are listening to Black Reality Think Tank with host Dr. William Rogers on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
Finley Medical Clinic. We serve uninsured, underinsured, and insured individuals. Open Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Urgent Care Clinic Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call for an appointment at 414-988-3079. Finley Medical Clinic is accepting new patients. Vaccines and screenings for uninsured, underinsured, and insured. Located at 10721 West Capitol Drive, Suite 110. Call our office for an appointment today at 414 History is a clock that people use to tell their political and cultural time of day. It is also a compass that people use to find themselves on the map of human geography. History tells of people where they have been and what they have been, where they are and what they are. Most important, history tells a people for they still must go, but they still must be. The relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship... You are listening to Black Reality Think Tank with host Dr. William Rogers on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Hotep, and greetings, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Black Reality Think Tank. My name is William Rogers, and I am your host. Welcome, welcome. I know today we endured a scorcher uh, throughout the country. As I was listening to the the various news forecasts, 110, 115, 120, um, as as the great James Baldwin said, is the fire next time. And I don't know if we can equate it with that, but it was definitely a scorcher. And there were fires throughout the country as well, too. So hopefully all of you are safe and that you are able to be cool wherever you are and that you are now cool now as we uh, come on the air and hope you can enjoy tonight's program, a very dynamic conversation that's going to, to take place. And so I appreciate all of you very much. I appreciate what uh, your patronage of the program and what we are doing here in the Black Reality Think Tank. So thank you so much for being with us here this evening. Uh, We have allocated uh, today's uh, time and program uh, to a a dynamic and wonderful group of women uh, and they are called High Vibe or High Vibrations uh, Hub and uh, they are a group of ladies that are coming together to work with themselves and helping to maintain their families and to continue to build and support the community as well and do some of the things that uh, have done historically because very clearly historically 
women have always been at the forefront of developing and building and working side by side with their husbands and men uh, as we move forward. As you look at things like the the abolitionist movement, as you look at the segregationist movement, the Jim Crow years, as you look at the civil rights years, um, women were always there uh, working diligently and building to make a better life uh, for our people. And so tonight we wanted to definitely allocate some time to this group of ladies. They can talk a little bit about what they're doing, what they're trying to do. They have a vision. It's a very powerful vision. They need our help. They need the community's help uh, in many different kinds of ways, and they can tell you that tonight. So the Black Reality Think Tank definitely wanted to give them a chance to air that and to talk about it. And uh, not only that, but uh, they have a subject matter and a topic that they want to use as well as they uh, express some of the things that uh, sometimes challenge us as families and communities. But sometimes we will sit down and air it out. And so tonight they have a topic that they want to air out with us and embrace. And so we are looking forward to that and we appreciate uh, appreciate them so, so much. Uh, sorry we weren't able to be with you last week, but uh, we're definitely back this week. And uh, we are looking forward to some wonderful programs that we continue to move through the very hot summer. Uh, we've got some exciting things coming up and I'm really happy to... Uh, to be ready and be launched uh, to present those to you uh, in a very, very shortly. So tonight I want to introduce the, uh, our host. She actually is no stranger to us, but uh, maybe the program that's going to be talked about and the subject matter uh, that we're going to deal with and what it means uh, and how it impacts us as a family, as a community, and how to understand that as people. And, and let's do some healing. That's what we have to do. We have to do some healing uh, in order to make some of these things work. And uh, so we, we hopefully that we can do that and use this discussion as a means to launch out. So our guest tonight is a, a wonderful sister that you, you all, I said you all know. Uh, it's Miss Lotus J. She is the director for the High Vibe, um, High Vibrations Hub. And she's going to explain all that in a minute. Uh, and talk about it in relationship to some of the things that need to happen as, we, as she also moves into the subject matter. That we have a subject matter that we want to deal with tonight. So we are happy to give her this platform and this opportunity, uh, this time to do. So uh, let me say good afternoon, sister. How are you doing today, Sister Lotus? I am well. How are you doing good. tonight, um, Do- Dr. Rogers? Doing very, very well. And I hope you stay cool and had a chance to stay cool during the day, because <laughs> it will definitely a scorch. Um, so well, why don't you... in the lovely state of Texas, it is 104 right now as we speak. <laughs> wow, wow, oh wow. Okay, I got a couple of friends in Arizona, and uh, they uh, they um, just scorch it. They are burning. <laughs> so uh, prayerfully, I hope that they will be safe and stay out of that heat. And... Uh, and uh, be able to endure it. So with that, uh, why don't you come on, first of all, and tell us a couple of things I want you to tell us in the beginning. Uh, tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about uh, in the subject matter, and then tell us why you think, why that subject matter is necessary, and uh, what is it that you hope to accomplish, the goals and objectives from, from our dialogue. And then I want you to talk about uh, 
the Hi-Vibe project and what you're planning to do with that and how that's uh, going to affect and then obviously um, you know how the community can help and how our brothers and sisters can help you and support it right, and do it in a meaningful way so again thank you for agreeing we allocated this time for you so let's get started go right ahead okay thank you again dr rogers for this time on this platform i have such respect for a black reality think tank and if we could just take the top the name of your show and let the black reality think tank and let's approach this con this conversation with those words in mind so tonight we're looking at the black family as we do every week on your show but let's okay black now we're going to about the word reality. Reality, tonight we're going to look at the reality of what is really going on in the black community. Now let's add the word think. And we want to really, really think about what we're doing to each other and to ourselves, to our children, our grandchildren, our legacy. And then we're going to use the word take and come together and, and put our heads together and see if we can attempt to understand each other. So that's how I would like to approach this conversation. And the conversation that has been so heavy on my heart lately has been this narrative of the strong black woman. And so... It's a, it's a, it's a, this is not foreign to us. Um, we know that we as black women have always been looked at as strong. And it is such a, a term of endearment. It's a term of, of respect. It's a term of, of acknowledgement. And um, it's all those things. But tonight I want to look at it from a different perspective. And I want, it, it, it's for people who, when we go into this conversation, specifically our brothers, I would like for you to listen with the desire, listen with the heart. Not so much your ears, but your heart, listen first. Open your heart and listen from your heart space. And let that transfer, let your heart transfer it to your ears and your mind and then you process what we're talking about tonight. It's almost like, and this is for our brothers, and this is out of love. It's almost as um, the same conversation that a woman really just can never speak to what it feels like to be a man. A, a, um, a white person can never really, really speak to what it feels like to be a person of African descent. They just don't understand and while we understand that we cannot, as women, cannot speak on the experiences of a man from a man's point of view because we're not that, we want for you tonight, brothers, to listen and then dialogue with us. Let's have an open conversation about that term, the strong black woman. So that's, that's kind of the way I want to approach this, this conversation tonight, Dr. Rogers, because I think... That, that that term 
as it was originally attached to us in, in a desire for us to, to work together and support each other, I think the term kind of got manipulated a little bit. And so now when I'm having my sidebar conversations with my sisters, when it's just us talking, we tired. And we're tired of being so strong. And now we want to have a dialogue with our brothers and see if we can't balance that thing out. So that that's my approach to this conversation, Dr. Rogers. Okay, okay. Well, let's, let's get into it. Okay. So, <clears throat> The Strong Black Woman is um, definitely a title that we earned. And, and our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, all of our ancestors. There's no way humanly possible that we could have gone through what we went through, our ancestors went through, and even today, if we did not have an unusual strength, a strength that comes from um, the Most High God that was given to all of us. However, I do believe that the black woman got an extra dose of that stuff. So we're not fighting against the term at all. We're very appreciative um, of the honor that comes along with it. And when I say we, I'm saying we because I really have had a lot of conversations with a lot of women. And to be honest, the majority of us have this at our foundation. And again, the foundation of just being positive. So when we think about strong people, we think that they can take it. They can just, they can take whatever is brought to them and they can figure it out and they can make it through it because they're strong. They're strong. But what's happening is the more we wear that title, the more other things are happening in the realm of the spirit. And what I mean by that is as we project that term, strong black woman, we've allowed the narrative, we hear the term, term of endearment amongst our brothers, weak ass niggas. And it's time for us to really think about the words that we're projecting to each other and that we are receiving from each other. Because it's no, our brothers are not weak at all. You cannot be a black man and be weak. You can't. Now, you may be a black man and have have, have gotten very close to giving up, but weak, you got to be strong every day as a brother to wake up and face this world. You have to be. Same thing as our women. But the longer we speak that narrative, we see things changing. Because, see, he, he who controls the media controls the mind. So we understand that. There's a lot of force going out on the airwaves projecting that strong black woman. A lot of, of, of um, TV shows that, that um, uh, the, the stars are built around strong women and strong women of color. Not just black women, but women of color. We see a lot of that now. We see it in Scandal. Um, how to get away with murder. It's a lot of shows that project strong women, and that's that's a good thing. But what has simultaneously happened is we're buying into this narrative of we're so strong, and then our men are not our our men are not there beside us 
so it turns into a narrative of we have to do it ourselves. And then that narrative grows over time and it goes into not we have to, but I got this. I don't need him. And our brothers are simultaneously feeling, well, I can't speak for my brothers. I can't say that, but all I can speak on is conversations that I've had and then the research that I've done. And a lot of this started for me when I was really looking into the brother Kevin Samuels, and he recently transitioned. But I was looking at the way that he was projecting this image of frustration and almost anger towards black women. But he was talking to them about how they're so strong and they act like they don't need a man. So that's why black men are going elsewhere, whether it be to, to women of other um, nationalities, whether it be younger women, when we're talking about uh, uh, women who are of a certain age because they brought into the narrative or were forced in the, into the narrative of, I have to do it alone. So simultaneously, that kind of hardens a woman because she has to keep all of these layers on to get through the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when she has all these layers to get through the day, now when she's ready, when, when her man is ready for a soft body to lay next to, or he wants her to cater to him and be that nurturer that if we are designed to be, that's the way the most high designed us to be, is the nurturer. But when she's been so strong, now she's tired. Because she felt like, I worked just as many hours as you work. But then when I, I got finished working, I had to come home, I had to cook, I had to clean, I had to do homework with children, I had to make sure they bath are done, I had to get their clothes ready for the next day, and then, then maybe I had to do my homework or whatever else it is that I had to do. Or it may be when I got off of work, I had to go to some community meetings because I'm, I'm at the, the black bookstores in the, in the, um, in the city and, and I'm, I'm at um, the church, you know, because this is my job as a black woman in the community to keep it going. And so now we're getting to a point where we're tired. We're tired. And this is a conversation that our sisters are having in the corner because we have to put on this face for the world and we have to face it strong ready to go every day and then when we get home we're exhausted so that narrative of boss bitch came out of that at one time we heard the term queen a lot well the queen is treated a certain kind of way that term boss means I have to get out here and survive and that term bitch and I'm not I don't subscribe to it, but it, 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 it kind of, I'm a fighter, and I see it. We're all of those things. We're fighters, we're lovers, we're providers, we're boss, we're employees, we're employees, all of that. But when we come home, we just want to be feminine like other women. We don't hear that narrative, strong Asian woman, strong Latina woman, strong white woman. They don't have to wear that because they get a chance to be soft. And a lot of... Um, communities, it's almost an insult for their woman to have to work. It makes them look bad to other men if, if their woman has to work. Now, we understand that the, the, it's not fair for us. We, we understand that. So we can get out here and work, but we just want to, we just want to even the, the playing field a little bit because we don't want to have to do it so much on our own. We don't want to. We, we need our brothers, and we don't need for our daughters to grow up with this narrative that they don't need 
men, especially our men. There's nothing better in this entire world than a black man to me. Nothing at all. But I want him to see me the same way. And I want him to see me and want to take care of me as a black woman. And that doesn't mean that, that we need to be just in their pockets. It's not about that. It's about take care of me, nurture me as I nurture you. And that's where we are today. Okay, <clears throat> that's that's excellent narrative on that. Excellent. But let me ask this. This okay. So, who who's saying that the black woman, the, the strong black woman, who's saying and promoting that? Is it, are you saying that black men are doing that? Who where is that coming from? Where is it promoted from? Well, <clears throat> well, originally it started as a term. Um, that black women gave to ourselves as a um, combat to some of the other um, things that we were seeing being promoted around us. So we gave ourselves that term. But now the entire world pushes that image of the strong black woman. That's what we're known as. Anybody, everybody knows that term, strong black woman. Okay. So the world is kind of pushing that narrative now. And that's why it's almost expected. We can do it because we're strong. You can do it because you're strong. And it doesn't mean that we don't want to be looked at as strong, but it doesn't mean that we don't need those help. Okay. It's kind of like the, uh, it's kinda it's like the N-word. You know, white people start using the N-word, too, uh, because they heard us doing it. And we exactly. uh, use that. So you're saying this in the same way. So women were promoting it uh, among each other. Okay. Have, have, have we defined what strong is? What is that uh, in terms of of that uh, that statement? The strong black woman. When when you hear that, what do you think? Well, let's 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 look at that from a think tank perspective. Okay, um, yeah, that's why I'm asking it. Okay, well let's walk through it together because I think that that is the issue that we can have different ideas of what different um, words mean. Okay. So when we hear the term. Um, and when we talk amongst each other, it is that, oh, we strong, sis, I got you, we can do it together, and, and that thing, but don't give up, we got it, you know, we strong enough, God made us to where we can be there for our families, we strong, but, but the, the, the challenge is, what does that mean um, when we look in the mirror, what does that mean when other people look at us, it's okay. not just when we are to each other, to encourage each other, but what does it mean, how are people interpreting that how do they treat us based on that term? and we all know that the research has been done black okay. women don't get the same medical care that anybody else does why because they think we're so strong so when we talk about our pain it, it, it's not as valid we don't get the same care we don't get the same um uh level of, of empathy and and, and um, compassion as other people do because it's expected of us to keep going why because we're strong yeah. Okay, I you know in preparation for our discussion tonight, I did a, a little research on my own as well, and uh, one of the things that I found, and this is one of the the blessings of having you on, is because you you come from a strong religious background. Your father was a pastor, and your mother was a pastor's wife. Um, the strong black woman concept came out of the church. It comes out of the Bible. Uh, in Proverbs 31, 
There is a quote that, in that there. Proverbs 31 woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about the strong woman. Now, obviously, a, a pastor preaching on Sunday, and if he decides to engage into the conversation about women and, and the whole idea of virtuous woman and those kinds of things, uh, he's preaching from that Proverbs 31 passage. Um, now, according to the, the commentaries, which you know a lot of black preachers use, if you go into your daddy's library, you would have found a book called uh, um, Commentary and uh, Matthew Henry, Matthew Henry Commentary, which is an old, old book. And what it does, it takes scriptures and it analyzes them based on time and, and usage and so forth. And according to the, according to the commentary, it, it, the, the word strong is being used in that way to mean faith. Because if you have faith, then you have strength. And if you obviously have faith in God, you're going to be strong because God is going to give you that faith. So when you go into your missionary circles and you go into the, the Willing Workers Club, I mean the women, they go into those clubs and they meet and they talk about things and their job and the mothers of the church who are, who are supposed to be dealing with the younger women, um, th that is where they're getting that lesson from. That's their curriculum, to say, if I could use that. Uh, what do you think about that? As a biblical concept. I, 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 think it's, I think Proverbs 31 gave us a beautiful example of what a strong woman is. A right. beautiful example. And I think, we should, I think it's a great um, passage for us to model after. I personally... Um, I subscribe to that, you know, get up early in the morning and, and, you know, I would do my work or do some studying or, you know, cooking breakfast and for my children and, you know, uh, getting their clothes ready before they even get up. I probably even started dinner, you know, before they even, before I even get them out to bed to get them ready for school. Right. So, right. so yes, that is, that is exactly how we are supposed to, um, that's a beautiful model. Let me say it that way. Okay. That is a beautiful model for any woman to um, aspire to to follow. Or I would love to be. See, my mother was a Proverbs thirty-one woman, and, and I'm so honored to have been her daughter. So honored to to, right. for, to have been raised by such a woman. However, my Proverbs thirty-one woman mother had a husband there with her. But she didn't have to bear all of it on her own. Right. And that's, that's the disconnect here now. So the disconnect is that the Proverb 31 woman doesn't have a support system. Today. Correct? Is that, you said yes? Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying, is that the, the support system is not, is not there. You know, the older you get, when you get around... 35 and up women start really especially those women who are so strong they really start if, if they're single they really start to get concerned about that because when you are when you have to do so much on your own for so long and then a man comes and his narrative is he's the head of the household but you're not the one that's but you, you sleep in the bed while I'm up 
early in the morning before everything happens. And then after we both go to work, you come home and you may be playing video games or hanging out with your friends. And now I'm in the kitchen cooking. You know, so it's challenging for us to continuously live a life where we have to bear so much responsibility mm-hmm. and and be that type of submissive woman that men are really looking for. Mm-hmm. But they can find that in other women because they are not they are not burdened with doing it on their own as much as we are. They have better support systems than we do. Right, right. Their communities are, are set up different than what ours are. Okay, okay. Well, you know, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to open the lines up a little early and get some more feedback from from our audience so that they can add to the conversation as well as opposed to the way we normally do is wait. Is that okay with you? Of course. Okay. I just want to make sure you're all right with that. So let me go to um, my my dear brother, Herbie White. How you doing, brother Herbie? Good evening, Dr. Rogers, and good evening to your guests. Yes. What are your thoughts? Uh, what I'm thinking is that the strong black woman was developed into a title or a label. Mm-hmm. And then once that title and label, then you could put it on everybody and use that as expectation. My mother was a strong black woman. Okay. She was that because she had to go through things that she never should have had to go through. Okay. A strong black woman is not what she should have been or had to be. See, the white supremacy in this whole thing is what causes all of these problems. Yes. And the strong black woman is uh, how you relate to these problems, how you try to resolve these problems. It's just you doing what you have to do at the time, but that's not a title that you look forward to having. My mother never should have had to go through the things that she went through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to raise her children. She's a strong black woman after she did what she had to do that she never should have had to do. So that's not her title. That's not her name. That's her journey. Good point. Good point. Just a notice? What do you think? We can't let other people control I, 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 I did not know my mother was a strong black woman until I was grown. Right. And then I can look back on what I knew that she did and had to do and see how amazing that was. And I don't want any other woman in my family to have to do that. Or any other woman that I know, black woman I know, to have to do those kind of things. Right. Just a notice? Yes, sir. And I'm this is what I'm and this is what I'm talking about. Exactly what 
the brother just said. Yes, it is something that we do. However, it's not a, a, a title that we just want to wear because she's not exactly like you said. She's not supposed to have to be so strong all the time. That that's a part of our makeup. That's a part of who we are. But the more we push that out there, it's almost it, it, it's almost as if it takes everybody else off the hook. Okay. Because she got it. You know what I mean? Like even with even even the difference, like we were um, talking before, even the difference in the way she raises her daughter versus the way she raises her son. Because we have now bought into that narrative and we as black women are preparing our daughters for a harder life. But what does what does that mean? That means she projects that out into the universe. Because that's what I taught her. So maybe some of that projection ends up she's projecting that to some of um, the males that she may come in contact with, to her brothers. And they're simultaneously here in terms like weak ass niggas. So look at that. Look at what happens between the black male and the black female, starting at children because of what mothers have to teach their daughters. And those are the things that I'm I'm really um, kind of concerned with, like the long term impact that this has happened. Because the strong black woman of today is very different than the strong black woman in the fifties. Okay. The strong black woman in the fifties, most of them still had their men in the house with them. So it's still a different narrative. I don't like this thing that I see with so many of my sisters, especially my younger ones, where they really are buying into this concept that they don't need a man. That's dangerous. But the more you tell her how strong she is, and the more she's doing so much on her own to begin with, it turns into that, what do I need a man for? And that's dangerous to us as a community. So, so when you when we say you want to stop that, who who, who, do you, who are you talking? Who, who do you want to stop doing that? Well, it's, I don't even know that I really so much want to stop it. I don't know that it's possible because I think that that's just who we are. But what I do think is, is that we have to start. And when I say we, I mean the black community specifically. And the we, community, right? Okay. We really are crying. We really are crying out for our well because we're not looking for something looking for anything from too many other places. Right. This is, a, this is a family conversation. So it's really like we're crying out for help to our black men. Like, nah. We, see, the white woman get to be the damsel in distress. We don't. Because y'all figure we can figure it out because we strong. When they run into her age. Okay. But that reflects in the way that we deal with each other. And this is what our children are watching. They watching their mothers do it while their fathers are not around. Or if their fathers are around, she the one up running all around the house while he's in and out, hanging out with his friends, playing a video game. We really do have to look at what the long-term impact this has because that changes little girls from who do they really depend on when as they grow up. They mama, even if they were in the house with their father. Why? Because they watch their mama's the one really showing up, really handling business. We, we, we got to do something about that. That's not even the image that that black men should even want their daughters to have of them. Or their sons to, 
to, to grow up and be. That, that's not the goal. At least I don't think it's to be. Okay. All right, let's go to uh, uh, Brother Lush. Brother Lush, Montgomery, Alabama. What do you think about this topic, Brother Lush? Montgomery, 334. Oh, just, I'm sorry, Brother Mess. Uh, your phone was muted. Okay, try it now. Your phone was muted. All right, okay. How about now? Okay, I hear you. Uh-huh. All right. First of all, Uhuru, Sister Lotus, uh, thank you for being so patient with me um, with um, uh, your program. Uh, as well, um, but I'm, I'm working. I really am working towards becoming your way. There is a there is some, support too, brother. Yes, Even there good. is there's something damaging that has happened and has spun completely out of control. And I hope that I I'm not spending out of control here. The reality is there is a there is a pol- a, a, a politics an LBGTQ politics that has transformed black women. Mm-hmm. And so much so that the basic rudiments of how to acquiesce on a woman's part has long been forgotten. And so little things, little things such as applying reasoning skills as a woman has been lost. And so these images have bombarded us, whether it's TV, whether it's everyday life, so much so, Sister Lotus, that for us as black men, I, I, you kind of have to question your testosterone versus their estrogen. And so is it worth going through this craziness that we're going through? One would hope that one would be able to to, to guide their daughters and guide their sons in such a way as to promote their genders in such a way that they're promoting or, or, or hopefully getting to a point of producing further. But somehow or another, it is spun so much out of control, Sister Lotus. What does one do? When I see a sister who's waiting on me at McDonald's, for example, who is tattooed up, whose who's, uh, uh, torso is just as big as mine, and flexing, something is wrong with that. And heaven forbid if you make comment about it. What can one do but, I think, just kind of cut yourself off from these kind and type of experiences and commune with those of like mind? That's the reality of this black reality think tank conversation is is what I'm seeing. And and so I, I think of C. Dolores Taylor when she was having her fight against the rap music some time back. I, I, I think of you now, of what you're doing with the kinds and types of programming that's going on. But it, it is fun so far out of control that one literally has to save one's own self from this madness. Mm-hmm. And so my question is why? Why? Why do we have to, to go against each other, male versus female, so much so that, oh, I got the bigger biceps and triceps now, and I'm the woman, and you're the, you're the guy. 
where, where, where is this going? So I, I just, um, I'm hearing your conversation. Thank you for allowing me to, to, to speak on this. Um, yes, this is a conversation that needs to be had, and it can't be delicate because some feelings and some uh, boundaries in such a way are going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, well, brother, before you leave, I, I'm just curious. What what is your definition of a strong black woman? Huh. With regards to the adjective strong, I really I, I can't comment on that because of the fact that there are certain kinds and types of skills that a woman has to learn. Or, or, or that she has learned to be able to get around circumstances and situations. She can be one who can take the brunt of the matter even though it hurts her, right? And, and so that word strong, that adjective strong, in and of itself is, is hard to define. For me, I think that simply being a black woman is strong enough. And so to fix that other adjective to it, it's, it's kind of like a, a, an oxymoron, so to speak. So I, I, that's where, that's the angle from which I'm coming. And, and that's the position that I hold with that. So the word strong is, in and of itself is, 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 is but a you, nuance. You see, you see that term as an issue. You see that term as, as, a, as a problem between a problem for black women. Not, not so much as being a problem, because I come from a black woman. Now, uh, you know, and as, as uh, Brother White had mentioned with regards to, uh, I think that was Brother White was mentioning about some things that his mother should not have got, had to have gone through. And I think of the same kinds and types of ways with my own mother. Okay? But... Uh, what, what? I can't define that. I can't define that for a black woman. What I can define is what I know I do not like seeing. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have an issue with it. But I know how far I need to go, okay, to just go ahead on and let things, let things ride as they are. But if you have to come with me, or come to me as being a strong black woman, then why? I have to ask the question, why? What do you see in me that you think you have to all of a sudden start to spread your, your feathers? Why? What is it that you see in me? That's, that's my position. Okay. And this is actually a very good example of what I mean when I say that we're projecting this we hear the word strong black woman projected in, in the universe, in, in the ether, in conversations, uh-huh. over the internet, all that kind of stuff. And then inside that conversation, we really do, we really have gotten okay with, you can hear two, two brothers talking, and they just being friends, they just having fun, but they say something like, weak ass nigga. We, we, we literally accept that. We, 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 we literally accept the term weak when it comes to our men and strong when it comes to our women. Are y'all with me when, when, when I say that with 
how much we understand that there really is power in words. Whether it's you believe in manifesting and you're speaking things into existence with affirmations, whether you believe in the Bible and you know that the, the word says that, that God created this world with words, we understand that words have power. Right. So if we understand that words have power, why are we okay? Not that the term strong black woman is offensive or it's bad, but I'm talking about you got to look at the complete picture. Come from the, come from the, the map, come from the micro and go up. You know, I think Brother Herbie, I think Brother Herbie White raised a good point when he talked about the white supremacy system is generating a lot of this as well. Uh, because you know some of the labels and names that had been developed in that system to talk about us uh, and to use uh, to describe us. You know, we've had more labels than any other culture of people on the planet Earth. Exactly. You know, and each one of them had a place, even when they were were selling us on the marketplace. Uh, Black women were called wenches. And a wench mm-hmm. means that you had been broken. That mm-hmm. you were not a virgin. Mm-hmm. So they said a uh, 22-year-old wench for sale. Mm. You know, 28-year-old concubine. I mean, I'm trying to the room. telling you what color you are. Mm-hmm. A 16-year-old mulatto. You know, those are classification that has been used in the white supremacy system, you know, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So, right. Let me go to uh, uh, 919-224. 919-224. Dr. Roger here. Hello there. How are you? Yeah, Brother Dean from North Carolina, Dom. Oh, hello, good brother. How you doing? Yes, very good. Uh, this show is very interesting. The lady raised some good points, you know? Yes. Strong strong black woman. I was on the program about a couple of weeks ago talking about something that you mentioned. Some women talk crazy in the show, but this one is not too crazy. <laughs> they like to say they don't want no man, but she did not say that. She need a strong man. That was the 50-50. I'm not going to go. Some want to go 60-40. The man not going to go 40 and the woman go 60, okay? When the man home, the man do his work, and when the woman home, sometimes the woman home before the man and she start the work. And if the woman, the man home before, he might start to do some work like clean up before she come, that he don't have much work on her, but all man is not the same, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Adam was here first. When God put Adam here first, there got to be a reason. Right. And then he provided a good wife for him. You understand what I said, mm-hmm. Brother Roger? So what the lady is saying, she's talking very good, but strong woman, okay? We need a strong man too, right? That's right, that's right. We need a strong man. So we're not going to go 6 to 40. Right? The man, Adam, we're here first, and he get a good wife. The man's supposed to go out and work hard to provide for the woman, too. You know? Right. So what the woman is saying, she's holding a very good pint. 
and I listen to her very carefully. So, Brother Rogers, all of us need a good woman. Who don't need a good woman? <laughs> the woman need a good man. The man need a good woman. But it's very hard to find one. But God will provide, you know. So, very short, listening to the show, very interesting. I'm moving on. I'm very short, you know, in everything I do. I give room, you know. We have time. We're beating some time. So thank you for the lady. She has some very good comments and learning something. Good. Thank and you. had to call it a call before. Thank you, my brother. I know white, you're right. White supremacist. He's, he's talking right. White supremacist. He's right. <laughs> and you mentioned it. So, okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And move on. They listen. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay brother. Let's go over to uh, 919638. 919638. Good evening, Dr. Rogers. How are you? Oh, fine. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Doing well. Well, okay. I want to say hello to you and your guests. Very interesting conversation. I'm just listening. Okay. Uh, I understand exactly where the sister comes from. I understand your point when you talked about the virtuous woman in the book of Proverbs as well. Uh, and so I, I think that uh, she's on to something. But I think one of the things that we must understand is that we uh, use those titles. I think Brother White said we use those titles. But those are actually attributes. Uh, we talk about a strong black woman or a strong woman. We're talking about one who is mentally, emotionally, and spiritually strong. It has nothing to do with ha having to do everything on her own. It should not be that way. But it means that this woman is a person who has those attributes of having strong faith uh, and strong belief in herself, uh, strong mental, strong emotional characteristics. And I think that that's what the, the concept of a strong woman should be about and not about the fact that she has to do everything by herself. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, brother, I'm I'm just wondering, do you see do you see um, do you see a switch in, in women in black women like as time goes by, do you see like them morphing into uh, interacting with black men differently or I'm just wondering what your perspective is with what we as black women portray. Well, I think that unfortunately, uh, younger black women do not have a large pool of men to choose from. The Bible said that when I was a child, I thought as a child and I spake as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Grown men don't play video games. There are games, I like Madden. I mean, you know, they are just entertaining, but it has no way anyway that it should take supersede family and the obligations that I have for my family. I think a lot of the young men that young women are coming in contact with now uh, are young men who were raised, and I, I know I'm going to get in trouble when I say this, but they were raised by single mothers. And because they were raised by single mothers, they have a different concept of what a woman should be. As a matter of fact, the mother provides everything that they need except for sexual pleasure. So basically, young men who are out here now uh, are basically just looking for that because 
when it's all said and done, mama will take care of them. They don't have to worry. They don't need a woman to take care of them. Maybe mama will take care of them. And I think that, unfortunately, you find ourselves, especially those of you who are in their 30s and younger, uh, you're dealing with young men who have not matured. And because they have not matured, they're not able to take on the responsibility. Everyone knows that women, particularly black women, mature much faster than black men. We all know that. Women think while, they, while we sleep. We always, we always know that. But what I'm saying is a lot of the young black men that women are choosing now are being chosen because of their looks or what they may possess. But I think that one of the things that will contribute to being a strong black woman, if you want to use that term, is that if you make that up in your selection process, when you meet that young man, that's when your strength needs to come in to find out whether this is a man that I can live the rest of my life with or someone that I can depend on. And unfortunately, they're very few uh, in that area now. Okay. Well, you said a couple really, really important things. One um, thing that I kind of want to look at is when we say women mature faster, and we all know that, and yes, we do, that was really important. The other thing is the majority of black males really are being raised by single black mothers, which, generally speaking, they have to be strong, stronger, because they're single. So, this is what I meant earlier when I said, and I, I'm guilty of that, so I can, I can accept that, that I did more... I was tougher on my daughter because I had to prepare her to be a strong black woman. But because me as a black mother see how harsh the world treats um, our black men, we can become more protective of them. And that is an issue. That is a problem. Because who's protecting our girls? Who's protecting that innocence in them? They lose that 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 imagination and that playfulness and that little girl because she's the one generally speaking if it's a family and it's a single mother in the house the oldest daughter is generally the one who got to look out for everybody or we can do it this way it doesn't even have to be a single parent home it's most of the time that 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 oldest girl is going to be the one that has to be responsible for or cooking the dinner before mama get home, or whatever the case may be, but she's taught to keep the family going. And this is when she's young, and that's fine. That's fine. We, we need to teach them something, but all we're saying is that it's time to balance it out. And I'm guilty, so I'm, I'm not even saying this as a way of, you know, um, that this is something that black men did to us. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the narrative, period. We have to re-look at it. And we have to see what it is that we're projecting. That's that's what my conversation is. Mm-hmm. How are we treating women, women to woman to woman, mother to daughter, and then man to woman? Because we expect her to figure it out. She got it. She's good. She don't need help. I have struggled for a long time because I'm so strong, and because I'm so strong, people just think you can you strong, you can figure it out. And I'm like, no, I need a sister. I really do. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's power in me being vulnerable, especially with a man, especially a black man. Who else should I be able to come to? That's so, what my concern. So is. who's 
Who's teaching that today? Because I know, and Reverend Rogers asked you, because I know in, historically, uh, those were the kinds of lessons coming out of communities, out of the black church. Um, and all of those women organizations and different clubs throughout the, the community that they had, they came together. I remember they, you know, they even, even though it may not have been something that was African-centered, but it did have a very strong purpose, things like the debutop balls and all of those things, that's what they were designed to do. Uh, is to talk about that that wholeness between male and female that needed to be respected uh, between each other. So, so whose job is that? Is, is the black church still doing that, Reverend Michael? I think it's everyone's job. I think one of the things that happened to us is that we became so-called woke. We became so woke that we forgot our responsibility as a people. And we've stopped doing some of the things that you talked about. I haven't heard of a debutante ball in over 30 years. I don't even know if they still have them. Uh, we don't look at that as something that we need to do now. We are too woke for that. That's old-fashioned. Right. That, that's it, it's something that we don't look at anymore. We're, we're, it takes us back instead of bringing us forward, we think. And I think that's one of the, the problems that we have with our, with our black men as well, is that a lot of the teaching that the black church did in days going by have long gone. I'm talking about not just gone yesterday. I'm talking about long gone. We have generations of young people who have grown up in churches who did not have those types of teachings and that type of understanding. So it, it would be our responsibility right. as a people right. to bring that back in to under, and to give our young people that type of knowledge. It is our responsibility to teach them uh, the differences and, and how to treat women and what our responsibility is toward woman and toward man. It's our responsibility to carry them over the bridge that, uh, that the street will give them to a higher level of understanding and a higher level of, of dealing with life and dealing with family and dealing with women. It's right. our responsibility to do that. And we are too woke to do that today. We just don't see that as a priority. Exactly. Sister Lotus, you can't. Your your dad, your father was a pastor. How did he do it? Um, well, exactly what he just said. I'm Miss Debutante, 1987. Okay. My little sister is Miss Debutante, 1997. My older sister was Miss. Oh, she was the first runner up, um, 1985. So what did so you learn? Exactly what were you learning in those debutante uh, events? We're learning. We're learning the the how to be a, a Proverbs 31 woman. We had to study that. And we had to do community service. And we had to, but we also did etiquette. You know, we, we had to do etiquette classes. You know, we had to um, have our grades up. We had to write a paper. You know, so those were things that, that were um, expected and talked of us. Now, here's what's interesting. How much emphasis, most people don't even know that there were ever any Bojillians. But that's because we're training our daughters in a certain way. So we don't train our brothers, our, our, our sons that way. Right. But but if we're preparing her, who's preparing him for her? Because when we're going through the cotillion, the debutante balls and stuff like that, we're taught how to be virtuous women. We're, we're taught Proverbs 31. Okay. But who's teaching? That's preparing her to be a good wife. To be a good mother, to be a good citizen, to be a good, um, you know, contribute to society. 
to be a good employer or employee, to be a good entrepreneur, to be a good student. Why isn't that same emphasis placed on our male? And it is yes, in some in some cases it is, uh, and it was done back in those days. Uh, the church was, res was responsible for that. They did do that in many cases. There were many activities and uh, programs uh, designed to uh, nurture where we had a chance to interact with men uh, of the church one on one. These organizations uh, they held us accountable to do things. Um, talked about family, you know, I mean, there were things I learned, you know, it's just never forgot, never forgot about those kinds of different things and about relationship between male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, but think about, think about how little girls are raised. We're raised playing house. We're raised from babies. We're taught how to, how to be mothers. Literally, change the doll, comb her hair, change the diaper, give her a bottle. From babies, we're taught how to, 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 to be caregivers. Right. Now, let, 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 me, let, me, let me interrupt you right quick because i got to go to a station break. you got other folk on the line here okay. I, uh, that I definitely want to get to. Uh, you got a couple oh. people. got someone here from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, got somebody... Uh, from Milwaukee, who's on a wireless phone. I, I don't have a number to identify. But anyway, let's take a quick break, and, and we'll come right back. And uh, and then what we'll do is uh, go to those folk, and then you can continue our conversation. Let's take this quick break. Thousand 
thousand miles I roam Just to make this dock my home Now I'm just gonna Sitting sit on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Ooh, Sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Come on old Finley Medical Clinic. We serve uninsured, underinsured, and insured individuals. Open Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Urgent Care Clinic Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call for an appointment at 414-988-3079. Finley Medical Clinic is accepting new patients. Vaccines and screenings for uninsured, underinsured, and insured. Located at 10721 West Capitol Drive, Suite 110. Call our office for an appointment today. You are listening to Black Reality Think Tank with host Dr. William Rogers. On time for an awakening media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at time for an awakening at gmail.com. Okay, uh, let's go over to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, 404 Hey, hey, Doc. Oh, good brother. How you doing today? How are you? To you and my sister, man. It's good dialogue right here, man. Good. Okay. First of all, I'm kind of I'm kind of driving a little bit. I hope I didn't make you wonder. But uh, uh, Honorable Dick Gregory said we the only people, the only people that call our women strong and our cars beautiful, man. <laughs> okay, that say a lot to me, man. That's why I call all my sisters beautiful, man. I ain't calling them strong, okay. And to my sisters, okay, you write by words, so I everybody that's talking is different beginning and what they've been going through. So, uh, my sister, are you familiar with Shaharazad Ali? I know you know her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely yes, so. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I love that because she's about the smartest black woman I know. Okay, to the black men, most of us, like you say, raised by a woman. I was raised by a woman. And most black men, they acting all emotional, don't know how to do, uh, critical uh, uh, analysis on any situation, problem solving. So these brothers stop acting all emotional and just start using critical thinking skills. That'll go a long way. And you write by words. It's words and the tone that we use each other. So me, I use less words as possible now. And I try to talk to women, particularly in a strong and nice tone, okay, not getting all with the wrong tone that sets y'all off. 
So uh, all my brothers and everybody else are talking. They got they right on the money, man. So we get it together. We gonna do it, man. We ain't got no choice. Okay, we got each other. Right. So we gonna figure this out and show love to each other, man. I like okay? that. Energy. So any woman I get, I don't mind going going to work and doing take care. Of, and then she just have to be more appreciative when I get what she want. Just say thank you. And then you got to add on them extra words like why I didn't do it like that. I ain't want it like that. Just be thankful. We brothers, we trying to do our best I can to please y'all, man. So we love. Okay. All right. I like that attitude, brother West. Okay, so all I ask is women, just, just right. unball your fences and quit what being combative, man. We in this together. Mm -hmm. We going to see about y'all. Just relax mm -hmm. and chill. Let us take care of y'all. Real man, take care of y'all. Right. All right. But it's all good. I don't want to take up too much time, Doc. I yeah. love this show. I want to hear some women calling. I ain't hear my brother Thank talking. What's yeah, up, I know. But I think there's a couple here in the audience. I hope they'll they'll say something. Um, yes, okay, sir. Brother Lotus. Yes, sir. Bring them in. Yes, sir. I know y'all. Good show. Uh, Mr. Lotus, you want to respond to that? Oh, I thought you were going to bring one of the sisters on. Well, I don't. Uh, they, she, she, there was somebody from Texas that keep, they keep coming on, dropping off, coming on, dropping off. Oh, okay. So they okay. dropped off now. They haven't come back on again. Okay. Okay. But yeah, um, and see, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, the um, brothers who are listening with um, their hearts, you know, and just listening from a, a place where this isn't an attack. It's, it's not an attack on our men by no means, um, because our brothers are strong, and we need to we need to push that out, you know, more than what we do. Um, but I, I appreciate the brothers who who can even just try to see what uh, damage that can actually do to us. So, so thank you, brother. No way, no way. I I wanna I wanna get back into this uh, if you could, Sister Lotus, because I think because you're gonna need to start getting into explaining, you know, what is it that your group is going to do. Because I know you've got some specific plans, but let me ask Reverend Rogers, and then and then you can fold into it, uh, Sister Lotus. Um, Reverend Rogers, um, that that long history of the, you know the Black Church had um, in terms of um, the virtuous woman, uh, you know, and some of that uh, that we were you know you were talking about before, and you said. You said uh, a lot of the clubs and uh, organizations of the churches, they were teaching women about things and also, in a lot of cases, teaching the young men as well, too, and teaching that. Uh, and, but I remember a conversation you and I having, and you were telling me one of the problems now is that young people don't come to church anymore. Um, well, how do you see that as, as, a, as an impact on the future? Is there an impact, you know, from your position as a, as a, as a pastor? There's definitely an impact. One of the problems with the black church is now is that some of the best minds that we had in the black church are gone. They're into other religions, or they have uh, decided that church is not for them, uh, or they have gone to other aspects of, uh, of understanding. Uh, but it is definitely an impact uh, for that. I think one of the things that we must realize also is that, as I've always said, and I have not had an opportunity to, to really get into where it happened, but there has been an attack on the black church, just like it was an attack on the black family, just like it was an attack on black schools, 
uh, there was an attack on the black church, and that attack took a lot of the steam on a lot of the uh, teaching that we need today out of the church. And now the church is mostly in a social setting, and we're talking about prosperity, and we're talking about doing well, being well, and living our best life. And we're not talking about those things that are most important to raising a family. Okay. Okay. We now had a... That uh, is yeah. powerful. Yeah. Go right ahead. Uh -huh. Well, I'm just... I'm in total agreement. I'm oh, in okay. total agreement. There has been an attack on the black church. And the black church is so important to the community as a whole. Because that when the black church was at... It's, that's where, um, if, if the parents weren't home, that's where the children went, you know, and, and it was more of a village concept. So it still was a time where it, it's no no woman was going to be all on her own. It just wasn't going to happen. And so especially if she's plugged into a church system, it, it really shouldn't happen then. And that's where I want to see us getting back to is being more of a support system for um, for each other, and, and right now, just for the sake of this conversation, for that single mother, because it causes her to harden when she has to do so much on her own. It causes her to harden, and uh, and and, uh, and and the the nature of a woman is not hard. It's not. She's supposed to be the nurturer, the one where the softness, the the, the soft skill, you know, and and not to see. And soft doesn't mean weak. It okay. just means she's supposed to be able to, to let her children see her vulnerable side and allow them to come to, to her when they feel vulnerable. So right. it's the balance that we're missing, but we need that balance. Just like the other brother said, this isn't about an attack on our men. It's about we need our men. Right. We don't need to do it on our own. It is not the way it is designed in our children are the ones in trouble. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, we did a broadcast, the last time we were on, about two Tuesdays ago, we did a broadcast on the black church, and I was really shocked at the number, the response uh, from people that were very, very positive about how much, how we gonna, you know, how we gonna do this. I used the, the quote about Lazarus uh, coming out of the grave. And uh, people were saying, how do we do that with the black church? How are we going to do that? They were really asking some additional questions. Uh, we did cover some things, but I'd like to have gotten into it a little deeper. And I do plan to do that in the future, just deal with that. Because as Reverend Rogers said, it is a very, very important institution um, that has to be resurrected. And uh, because it's always been there. And it's always been as a strong uh, power incident. Uh, Brother Timothy, I see you are there. I wanted to, uh, I, know, I know you were raised in the nation of Islam and very clearly um, your leader, um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, always was focused on family and women. He said, 86, what he said, 85% of his work is with the woman? Is oh, yes. His work, he said, he, we would be better off if he could bring the woman to a consciousness. Now, wait a minute now. He wasn't it, 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 it
But he said that if he could bring her, that large part of the problem would be taken care of. So, you know, he looked at us as learning and and as a whole. And you got you got you know, I, I don't know if brothers and sisters understand the importance of the woman and the man being together. I, you know, I, I came across a couple of socialists and said, well, my mother did a good job in raising us. And I'm telling you, that she probably did with a whole lot of people. But it's nothing like having a man at the home, at the realm, at the head. That's the other half. Okay. I, I mean, and the child, and the family. That's the unit of civilization and nation. Nation building. You got to have the man with the woman with the child. You had a, a couple Tuesdays ago. You had this guy on there. He talked about the greatest creation is plants and animals. But then you talked about raising you got to do that with a man and a woman. I mean, it's nice that we made it with not, sometimes with a woman or not a man or just with the woman. But if you got a man and a woman, we got to get used to having a man and a woman around. Right, right. So the, now the nation, uh, I noticed they, the, the women, the young women, uh, have a club that they have to belong to. Uh, and I say club, I think it is, uh, I don't know what else they might have called it, but it's a study group or something that they do, and uh, and they teach the women uh, certain key things. Am I correct about that? I would have yeah, missed yeah. The MGG class, the MGG yeah, class. Right, there we go, there we go. Right, Muslim girls in training. Now, wait a minute now. He, he wasn't reducing a woman to a girl. That title was that we had to be raised as men and the women had to be raised as women. So, you see what I'm saying? Right. He did not, he did not, he did not have this inferior, superior, or or he didn't have this thing. Look at the messenger saying that a woman should be by your side, not in front of you, not in the back of you. In other words, like, in some Islamic countries, the woman is three steps behind you. You know, you might, somebody might try to snatch your woman. You want your woman beside you. Right. We have to work together, Dr. Rogers. We have to work together, man. If this right here is a thing that makes us who we are as a nation when we are together, because we got it. We are at war. We got to remember, Dr. Rogers, some people are still slaves. Consciously, consciously, and you have a physical part. The and we are constantly breaking out of it. We're going from the unknown to the known, from the unknown to them all the time. And we need all we can in battle. And we at war. We have an open enemy, and we have to love ourselves in the midst of it. I love it. I love it. And even, and even on top of that, brother Timothy, your your city, Philadelphia, uh, is historically. Uh, well known for strong community development, um, very strong. I remember uh, the, that monumental work that was done by the great W. B. Du Bois. Did a book called the, he did a study called the Philadelphia Negro. Uh, he talked yes, about he did, how strong those communities were and what made them strong. And one of the right. things, and, right? He, he outlined. And you got to remember, Dr. Rogers, that he always talked about divorce, that the, uh, how the family was deteriorating. And he knew what we were up against, and he knew what, we, what we, the future was like. But Dr. Rogers, 
the way that we were in the 60s and 50s and 40s is surprisingly to what we are now that gentrification has hit the lack of education is here the economics is is is, is not with us and our leadership is not with us and the people like that are look like that's always with us so dr rogers I, I, from the time of now to then you know wait a minute and also doctor this should be a union town see at that time dr rogers you could have worked for the city and 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 the state government and made it right you know what i'm saying right. it, you know but right now dr rogers we're like the poorest city in in, in the country yeah i've no heard some of those stats yeah you're not a union town anymore high crime not as strong yeah. as it used to be they said the crime is off the chain. Yeah. Philadelphia's crime, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's all. And, and guess what? All, all the cities are just about similar. We have the murder rate of over 500 youth. Matter of fact, Dr. Rogers, they have a 14, they have teenagers that were out 2.30 in the morning and they killed this man 73 years old. I they saw that. Two 14-year-old, yeah. I saw that. 14-year-old boy and a 14-year-old, 13-year-old girl with a 10-year-old. They're going to let the 10-year-old go. They're gonna give this guy the the, the uh, he's gonna be charged as an adult. A 14 years being charged as an adult because the laws in Pennsylvania said when a person as a teenager does adult crime, he get he or she gets charged at it. So see, this is where we at. Why was a 14 year old out 2:30 in the morning and he had a 13 year old with him and a 10 year old? And, and all he said to them, what are y'all doing out late? And they attacked him and killed him. That's, That's right. a problem. And we had another shooting with a 14-year-old who shot a 19-year-old in the subway. What is a 14-year-old doing with a, a a gun to shoot a 19-year-old? We got problems back there, y'all. <laughs> Let me go to 573-1295. Uh, Oh, hi. Good evening, Dr. Rogers. Oh, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I'm well. How about you? Okay. Doing okay. Always, yes. always good to hear your voice and to tune into your show, which I just did recently. So I, I'm, I'm not quite familiar with what the topic is. I've kind of put the pieces together. So could you just... Um, Tell me what your theme tonight is. I'm sorry, say that again. Could you just tell me what your theme tonight is? I just, I chimed in a, a few minutes ago. Right. So I just wanted to, I was listening to some of the comments. Okay. And Sister Lotus, what? I was just wanted to be on track. Uh-huh. Sister Lotus, you want to tell our caller what, you, what we're doing tonight? Yes. Um, so we're, we're addressing the topic of the strong opinion, and we do understand that it came as a time of endearment and support um, from woman to woman, but now it's just kind of morphed and it's almost as if um, we've gotten too comfortable with projecting this image of strength in our black women. And we also have gotten too comfortable with expressing this uh, a weakness in our men. As we listen to terms like um, calling uh, the brother saying weak nigga and, and stuff like that. So it's the subconscious that we need to be um, thinking about and what we've done um, to our subconscious and the way that we treat each other. So that's the topic of, of, of sisters just kind of getting to a point where 
We understand that we're strong, but we still need our brothers to be strong with us. Mm, 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 I agree. And I kind of wonder why they're not, some of them. Uh, I, I was just saying to myself the other day with, uh, about a thing in my community, and I said, where are the men? There's the women that are stepping up. And I said, where are the men? And I, I'm going to tell you, too, I've never seen so many cowardly men um, in this, this past decade. I, I mean, there's some, but I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm very disappointed because when I was growing up, I mean, men, men that I was around, they stood up. I don't know mm-hmm. where they are. I said, what happened to them? I was like, where's the Black Panthers? I mean, come on. You know, we just need, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We need that strength. And, you know, so much has been, um, our, the image of our men is, um, you know, media does such a terrible job in terms of um, making the men look, you know, in a gangster way instead of uh, in a way that I think is promotes a certain demeanor of, of uh, respect and intelligence and um, fierceness. It, uh, it just, it's like it's cool, but it's only if it's a thuggish kind of gangster, bang, bang, shoot them up. So that's why I think our young men are seeing um, and if they don't have positive role models around them in the community, that's what they're that's what what they're, what they're looking at. Um, and so they a lot of times are acting out of anger and rage without mm-hmm. even giving giving thought. And then of course the media is telling the man, you know, well it's about sex and how many women you can have, but it's, it's not about. Mm-hmm. You know, so women have to brace themselves, and then we're being, we're being inundated, I believe, with being, you know, strong, but that whole thing, excuse me, friends, of the, being the bitch. And so mm-hmm. whoever's the baddest bitch, you know, um, that's the one that gets the accolades. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that right, but, you know, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And so, we, and so we're, there's a rift between us in terms of, not working together, but you know this competition of who could be the the, the meanest, the baddest, and the so it's exactly. all exactly. But we even project that between each other, woman to woman. So we're losing we're losing that even within ourselves because like we we've watched it more. We we've watched that strong black woman, and one we were called queens, and we were supporting each other more. And now it's just this individualistic society, and it's every man for himself or every woman for himself for herself. And so we've moved, and that's the term you're talking about—the whole excuse the term, but the boss bitch, you know. And it's it's cute now, and it's really not. <laughs> but but we're we're morphing along with what they are giving us, and so that's where the competition amongst us as sisters is coming from. And it's just a real it's a real psychological. Um, warfare out there. It really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. We're not aware of it. You know, with so many of our women aren't, and I, I was, you know, you get caught up in it. I mean, even when I hear women talking to their children, I, I'm not going to try to talk too much longer about on this, but the kind of profanity that they refer to their children. I heard one woman tell her child. Her daughter, if you don't do something, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kick you in your face. 
Oh my God, consider that's the world earth. Wow. People that we learn, where did we learn as women to talk to our children like that? I know. Right. Where, I know. where did that come from? I know what you're talking about. And it about. just, I don't know. I, I, we just, I don't know. But, you know, and, and so it's like, when we turn even that anger and violence, it mm-hmm. works on our children. What, what, well, what do we think our children are going to do? Uh, what are we, you know, how are they going to see the world and people around mm-hmm. them? So it's a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. That's work across the board. Work across the board. It has to be done. <clears throat> I was looking at a, a recent book that was written by a young woman, uh, I think she's out of New York. Uh, her name was uh, Joanne Morgan. She wrote a book called When Chicken Heads Come Home to Roost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you read that, Lotus, but she's dealing with some of the same things that you're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> looking at the, the role that the black woman needs to, to take in controlling you know, the way she sees herself, you know, as well. Right. You're not a, you're not a chicken here. When I found out what that meant, I couldn't believe it. I had to ask one of my grandkids, what, what is a chicken head? Mm-hmm. And they started busting out laughing, mm-hmm. so I knew then. What is it? What is it? You started busting out laughing, too. You want to tell what Lotus is, what I it is? Even... Sister Lotus, even, you want to tell her what it is? You can tell her. <laughs> you should know right then, Sister Marquita. It, 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 the ball has gotten passed around three times about what we're going to tell you what it is. In other words, don't nobody want to touch that. Right. Ooh, okay, don't touch it. Oh, but but you know what though? That really supports it though. Like even what you just said about the way you saw the young lady talk to her her daughter. Like that's what I'm saying. The psychological warfare that we're under. That's, that's right. That's, that's, that's right. That's right. The subconscious. That, that mother, that black woman, that strong image, the, the further we get into it and the, the less she has to tap into her softness, that's the mission of the femininity in her. Their, her daughter needs that. Right, right. Her son needs to see that in her. Like, where do we get to the point where mothers are willing to talk to their children like that and fight them? Right. I, I understand chastising. You you get the belt. You you do what you. Okay, we can have a discussion later. But fighting is a different thing. Fighting your child is different. That's man to man. That's not what women are supposed to do. And definitely not with your daughter. But that's 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 us getting further and further and further away from who we were designed to be. Right. And that's how. You sprinkle it just a little bit more and a little bit more. You get a little further, a little further, a little further, until you out there. Right. We've got a Milwaukee caller uh, that I don't have a number for. It says that they're on a wireless phone. Um, Caller, would you like to say something or you just listen? There's a Milwaukee caller, wireless phone. Uh, our switchboard has you pinpointed near the the first serve forum uh, area. 
You know, these things are sophisticated. They can pinpoint exactly where you are. <clears throat> so would you like to say something or you just talk? Just listening, I'm sorry. Okay, I guess you're just listening. Um, okay, uh, Salotis, why don't you tell us about some of the vision for um, High Vibrations, a uh, hook. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so I've come on Dr. Roger's show on the Black Reality Think Tank a couple times, and we've talked about um, we have a nonprofit organization that's called Soul Sisters. And Soul Sisters Stand Up is a sisterhood that was designed to be a support system for women um, just to help each other get through. And so um, from that, we, we um, did different things in the community, but now what we're doing we have a, a beautiful um, system now. It's a support system, and you can plug in, and you can get, uh, you can, we have a, a really nice website. You can go in and see all of our different services. But what we do is we support each other through our journey, meaning as we go back and we, we get to the root of how we got to where we are now, uh, we need support doing that. As we see what happened to our relationships and why are we, on our own so much and why are we struggle we need support doing that so that's what high vibration holistic hub is a, it's a, a place where you can go and address the different issues that you have going on in life what we're doing now is we're working on opening a spiritual spot and what it is is it's a temporary respite place and what that means is you can come to high vibrations and you can book um whether it be for just a session with um, with your coach, we have different spiritual coaches and life coaches, life coaches and things like that. Um, so you can book a one-on-one, -on -one, but you can also come and plug into one of our retreats. But here's the thing is, that we're really excited about: we're actually um, moving into a place where you can book and come and stay for up to two weeks at a time, so that you can really have. See, I know what it's like to be a single mother and everybody thought I was so strong and I didn't have a support system that I needed because I was so strong so when I was crying out for help nobody answered because I was so strong until the bottom fell out and, and then I ended up in almost a crisis situation so what we're doing is, is working to get ahead of that a place where you can plug in before it becomes a crisis so you can come and get with your, your spiritual coach one-on-one. -on -one. We have peer mentor groups. We have group sessions. We have um, book clubs, our retreats. But the, the thing that's really important is when you're able to just completely check out. I remember when I was living in Milwaukee, and um, we were involved in the foster care uh, system um, on the end of providing. Uh, there were several ladies in our church that provided foster care. So they were part of like the rest of the care. So sometimes if a parent was just completely overwhelmed, before you do something crazy to that child, you need to have a support system you can plug into. So sometimes it was set up to where you can take that child and, and take it to a safe place so that you can get rested. Just a temporary place so I can get my head together. And so those are some of the things, especially black people, and especially black women we've been taught to go over barrier 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 because we got to keep going we got to keep going we got to keep this thing going we got to work 
We got to take care of the kids. We got to cook. We got to, we, we have to work at the church. We have to work in the community. You know, it's one thing after another, but what we're not doing is dealing with the issues that got us here in the first place. That's the stuff that makes women hard because you have to toughen up to get through it. So what we designed is a place for you to check in. We, and, and this is, um, we're located in Dallas, so you can come if you want to plug into our physical location. But we also have, like, we have our group sessions and all of this stuff is virtual as well. You can meet with your spiritual coach one-on-one via Zoom or, or telephone. There's several different ways to do it. But we are looking for ways to assist people who don't have the resources. And that's why we need the help of the community. For example, I have um, someone who's very close to me who uh, was not able to deal with some things that she went through as, as a young adult and as a child. That turned into her um, medicating. So that turned into um, that impacted her children and then she lost her son and that wasn't her fault but it's, it's layer on top of layer on top of layer of unaddressed trauma so then we were talking the other day and she was just saying you know it's she right back at work right after burying her baby but see there's a lot of white women and, and other um cultures where they got expected to keep going like that because that you lost your child, the whole world needs to shut down. At least give you a chance just to heal, but not us. Because we don't have the support system that we need. We got to keep going. And that's why we um, work so hard at really developing a, a, a tangible place that people can plug into in real life, in real time, and get the support that they need. So this is what High Vibrations Holistic Hub does. And right now we're working on um, a campaign um, because we're looking to have the community assist us because we don't want to be controlled by outside um, uh, forces that can tell us how we can deal and how we can help our community heal. So we'll be announcing that campaign really, really soon, but you can see all of the information about our organization, our vision, and where we're going on our website. And again, that's High Vibrations Holistic Hub.com. And for those who may have seen the promotion for today's program, that website is <coughs> posted in that promotion. So you can go there and get it in case you are able to, to copy it back. That's good. Okay. Um, let me go to, uh, as we close, get ready to the end, let's just see, uh, Brother Lush, you got any closing words for Sister Lotus or about what we were talking about? Uh, no, I'm just going to hold um, where I am right now. Thank you so very much, Dr. Rogers. Okay, great. Brother White, any, any comments that you want to share with us? Things you might have thought of that you didn't no. think of before? No, just to say I'm glad that I was a part of this program and listened to the things. And the title of a strong black woman is... Really, it's not a title. It's an expression of what a person went through. What we're looking for is proud black women. Okay, great. A black woman is not supposed to have to be strong. A black woman should be proud, should be respectful, and 
things like that. Right. But because life for black people has always been unfair, uh, you come up with this thing of the strong black woman. Right. And whatnot, and they create this title, and now any title, you would try to achieve that title. So once that's put out there, the strong black woman, then the black woman say, well, this is what I got to be. I got to be independent. I got to be this. I got to be that. I got to show okay, that dude, I don't need this and I don't talk, need that. Man. Okay. Okay. Somebody talk. Okay. Were you saying something, Brother West? Oh, yes, sir, Doc. Yeah, yeah, man. We we are all prisoners of war, man. Everyone of us on this planet, especially we black, we prisoners of war. So they're going to take us, all us soldiers, and to my sister that wonder what a strong black man is. We out here. They just We just ain't had the opportunity to be around when stuff jump off. Right. So uh, like people like me, something jump off. I'm, I'm, I'm out there for my people, man. Okay, we out there, man. Okay. All right, so... Uh, yeah, I love y'all, man. We are all prisoners of all. We get out of this together, man. Gonna take we in this together, so we not in no competition with each other. And take that three minute rule when you talking to somebody, y'all got to disagree, man. Don't go past three minutes, man. One person got to say, "Well, three minutes up. God bless you. I'm gone." Okay. The minute you try to talk to go too long with somebody, then you end up fighting. Mm-hmm. So that three minute rule, I use. Uh, uh, tongue weapons instead of gun weapons, man. The tongue, like the sister say, the tongue is rough, man. I know y'all. Peace out. Okay. I appreciate it, Brother West. Uh, Reverend Rogers, you want to talk about what happens on Monday evenings? Uh, you're talking about the uh, Gospel Gold program? Yeah. Yeah, Gospel Gold is a program specifically designed for the preservation of traditional African-American gospel music. That is our format. Uh, we come on every Monday night from the hour of 9, uh, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. It's a program that I'm very proud of, and we give a lot of information concerning what our people have done in the gospel recording industry. Thank you. Yeah, I've learned more listening to the program. I had a lot of groups and things about music that I didn't know until I had I heard on uh, Gospel Goals uh, in terms of some of the the, the, the impact that it has had on our community. You're talking about community development, community empowerment, family empowerment. Everything comes into play. There's nothing that gets left out when you're dealing with empowering a community, empowering a people, building wholeness, healness. You can't leave anything out. Everything is relevant. Everything counts. And uh, I think... Uh, I've learned that over the 70 some years I've been on this planet, um, and I understand it very clearly. Uh, it all is a part of the whole, and it's all a part of, of the building. So uh, we just keep keep that in mind. Brother Timothy, any closing words? Doc, can Brother Timothy don't have anything to say? Can I just say something real quick? Okay. Brother Timothy? Brother Timothy, you there? Probably not. Okay, he may have his phone. Well, you know, the term strong black woman, I mean, throughout history, we've had some strong, I mean, Sojourner Truth and Bethune Cookman, you know, I mean, we've had some really outstanding women who forged ahead through a lot of uh, 
even the women of Dahomey, or they call them Dahomey, or uh, Benin, you know, those women, they they fought against the British. I mean, they organized a troop and, you know, so, I don't know, I don't have a problem strong, but I think just like the seasons is a time for everything, and we need to just know how to balance it. And, um, there's a time for everything, you know, time, you know, when a woman has to be strong, okay. there's a time when she can be soft. I think we just have to know when to apply those particular characteristics. So, so, so now, Sister Lotus, in closing, you want to get rid of the word or the phrase strong black woman. You don't want the black community, the black family using that again in any way. Is that, is that, is that correct? Based on your forehead. No, uh-uh. Okay. What's, no, what's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Straighten it out for us. That I, I, I don't. It's not so much that I resent the term strong. What I resent is how it has morphed. And so, like some of our sisters, you know, we talk about it. We like terms like like resilient, um, uh, um, determined, um, committed. So, so it's not so much that that I don't agree. I do agree that we're strong, and I do think that that is a term of um, honor. I really do. But what we're saying is that because of that image, we're not allowed to tap into our softness as much as we would like to, and as much as our community needs for us to. So we can come up with a different term together, or just rethink how we as a community define and, and even project um, and what we expect of, of the strong black woman. Maybe that's the conversation. What is expected of her? But I do, like my sister said, what we need is balance. That's, that's what we need. We just need balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because then you start getting into angry black woman and all of that. What's that? What is that? What's an angry black woman? Mad black woman and all of Exactly. But see, that's because she's been forced to be so strong. So that 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 keeps her from her femininity. So then she's she's projecting more in her masculinity, and that means she's more aggressive and more. You know, you can be assertive, but you don't have to be aggressive. Okay. But but again, like the sister was saying about seeing the the woman and the way she talked to her daughter. You know, that's all of that subconscious uh, residue that that's been left on us. Right. And now we need to be we need to be encouraged, um, like like the brother said back in the days when they were teaching women the Proverbs thirty one through the debutante laws and things like that, the etiquette classes. We were in Jack and Jill and things like that. You know, it's just it's just a lack of balance. And we're watching almost a switcheroo where our our females, our, our girls are operating more in masculine and our boys are operating more in feminine. But why is that? Because of the lack of balance that they have in the home with being raised by a, a mother and a father. So, okay, we're here. Most of them are not going to be raised. This is the way it is now. But it doesn't mean that we don't have to find some kind of way to allow that woman to teach her so she can teach her daughters how important it is to hold on to what God gave you in being a woman. That softness, that gentleness, that intuition, the wisdom of the woman. Okay, okay. I like that. Definitely like that. 
And I think you've accomplished that today. Evening, you've made clarity uh, in relationship to that. Because I know if you, you want to talk about your, your conversation uh, that you were that you have that you do on Sundays. So yeah, we would love to invite you all, and you can go to again if you were able to see any of Dr. Rogers um, promoting your advertising for this particular show. The website is attached to there. You can go to the website and click on, we do a weekly Zoom each Sunday where we do a dialogue. And um, it's an open conversation. Uh, it's very respectful. And we do ask people to do that. It's, it's, it's not attached to any particular thought system, but it's a feature. Um, and it's just like Dr. Rogers, what we have here, but it's just a smaller circle. You all are more than welcome to join in. We will be digging into this topic a little deeper um, on Sunday because we will have a couple videos and if you go to the website and uh, just send us an email then we'll send you the videos that we'll be watching as in preparation for this topic. Okay. Well, Sister Lotus, I think you're doing again, a powerful job. Is, is, okay. okay, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. I was just going to reiterate the, the business is High Vibrations Holistic Hub. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're doing a powerful job. Uh, you're doing what we're supposed to do, community empowerment, family empowerment, and uh, and all I can say is keep on. And if anyone wants to uh, ask specifically how you can help, then go to her website and send her an email, and that way you all can conversate about things that you might be able to do or assist each other with. Okay, well, thank you so much, Sister Lotus. I appreciate you being on tonight. Uh, I'm glad that we could give you this little time to do. And uh, obviously, uh, anytime you need to talk about something with your program, uh, this is always available to you to do so. I'm happy that you, uh, you had confidence to choose us. Uh, so I wish you well in the Dallas area. I know you're working hard. So thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for your support and for the support of the Black Reality Think Tank and a time for awakening. I listen to your other shows, too, and I'm a big fan. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters, for listening tonight. I appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back again next Tuesday. Another conversation. We are looking forward to it. Have a wonderful, productive week, and by all means, stay cool. <laughs> Take care.